Hi, welcome to the show. Um, filling in for John today, you get two of us. So uh, I am Liz McIntyre. I'm the Creative Services Director here at Web Canopy Studio. And with me today is Elizabeth. Yep, and I am an account manager at Web Canopy Studio. Yeah. And between the two of us, we have launched dozens, thousands of websites, um, both here and, and, you know, along our career. So today we're going to focus on some common misconceptions about content on your website. Um, so something Elizabeth and I both were talking about is how Typically, clients like to focus on themselves during uh, the website yeah. design or, um, you know, copywriting process. And really, what should they be focusing on, Elizabeth? They should focus on the user, on their client and not on them. Uh, nobody wants to go buy from a cheerleader. Sorry, cheerleaders, if that's, you know, ruining your game today. That's not intended. Uh, but they want to know what you're going to solve, Right. Um, and so that's what your your content needs to focus on is how you help them in their day with whatever it is that you're selling on your site. Right. They need to really understand that you know what their problems are and that mm -hmm. your product or service can actually fix that for them. They don't want to hear all about you right when they first land on the site. That's what your about page is for, right? So your homepage should really, really be focused on those pain points and how you um, are going to help solve them. We talk a lot about, you know, kind of thinking about a story, right? So mm -hmm. in a story, they're their own hero right? You're not the hero. You're just the one that's going to help guide them along their journey, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and everybody the... loves a good story. It makes <laughs> for better copywriting. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's kind of when you first land on the website, on the homepage, that's what you want. But let's talk about product pages. So once we get into a product page, we also don't want to necessarily hear just about features and, and those things, right? We want to hear about the pain points that this particular solution is going to solve. Um, and then also we don't want to get lost in jargon, right? Oh yeah. Jargon. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we know everybody in the SaaS world in any, you know, specific industry has their own industry jargon, but not everybody's going to understand. Um, it might make you sound educated at a cocktail party, but on your website, right? Let's actually get into the meat of it and talk um, to people where they're at. Right. And to further go like down that road of jargon, you know, you have to worry and can, you know, consider SEO. And sometimes those terms are so inside that nobody actually searches for, I don't know, I'm trying to think of one off of the spot. I have a background in payroll and HR software. So we'll just say HCM. Not a lot of people are going to search HCM. They're probably going to look for payroll and HR software. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Anagrams. Those are tricky. Um, mm -hmm. so, so how do you get around that? Right. So I know when I was writing papers in college, right, you could get away with, you know, once you've said it once, you can then put it in parentheses and then you can use that, you know, later on throughout the page. But what's really right. important, I think, with SEO, like you mentioned, you can't do that with like each ones, you know, or in your meta description either. You should really right. spell out the entire word so that you're capturing um, the, the SEO value. 
Exactly. And you can say it in a supporting paragraph somewhere, or even maybe put it on a blog, like what is HCM and then explain it. Not that that's the best blog title, but you get where I'm going Um, and do things that way instead of putting it in those key places that you just mentioned, like the H1s and the metas. Yeah. 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 So we focused a lot on on content so far, but something else we were kind of talking about a a popular kind of misconception with websites is, again, if you're selling a product or a service, we want to see it, right? Yeah. We don't want to see a bunch of stock photos. And if we do see stock photos, we want them at least to like show somebody interacting with it or seeing what's happening, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's, it's kind of fun. Like, you know, I mean, you and I are both designers by, mm-hmm. you know, by background, right? And yeah. so we naturally gravitate towards imagery, but then you and I also like, will remember what sites had what imagery. And now you're like, oh, that's from Unsplash. I've seen that same stock photo 500 times. So while the stock photos are great, they serve purpose, but we want to see your product. Like that's why humans like to go to the store, right? Mm-hmm. We're tactile. We want to see things. And obviously if I'm buying software, that's not something I can tangibly see, but if I can see the screens and see what it looks like, that's, that's helpful. That's yeah, for sure. Pictures worth a thousand words, right? That's a great point. Yeah. If you are a product or a service that, that is a, an app or is on a computer, we want to see it on a screen. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you can kind of allude to it being on a screen, uh, with illustrations or different kind of ideas where, maybe you're not specifically showing a screenshot of the application, right? But you can kind of make it feel like it in an Mm -hmm. illustrated way, but it still needs to somehow represent that it's on a screen, you know, whether it be a browser or on a, you know, a mobile device, whatever the case may be, we need to actually see it in action, right? Absolutely. And then if you're uh, software or application that you have is responsive where it's web-based. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think most is, but it's possible that there's somebody out there that's not show yeah. it and show what it looks like on all those device types, because then people get, Oh, I could use this on anything. This is convenient for me. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we've seen that too, where you can use a stock photo if right. it, um, if it's somebody like on a screen interacting with mm-hmm. something, let's say maybe you're uh, a software for doctor's offices, right? But you want right. to make sure that you have like the, the waiting room. You don't have just a bunch of guys in lab coats with stethoscopes, even if you're talking about radiology, right? Right. Radiology just doesn't wear a stethoscope. <laughs> that doesn't make right. any sense. Right. Right. You got to make sure that it really matches. Um, but I think to your point too, there are really popular stock, uh, models, I guess is what you call them yeah. that you see yeah. everywhere. Um, and I would, I would definitely guide you against using those people. Um, cause you might see them in a billboard somewhere and it might re- mm-hmm. remind you of a preparation age commercial. <laughs> you never know, right? Yeah. Right. You don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> Nobody does. Sorry, preparation age. <laughs> yeah. And then, name to, drop. sorry. Yeah. Well, we're cool. We're cool. We were given free reign today, so we can talk about whatever, right? Um, but to your point about people, like software is not, obviously, it's it's a service, right? It's a, it's a thing, but people resonate with people. Like we're naturally drawn towards humans. And so putting that human element on your page will in like in theory, increase page engagement, you know, like 
I'm losing my word right now. Um, yeah. But people will interact with you and stay a little bit longer if there's faces on the page, not just screenshots. Absolutely. <laughs> the balance. Yeah. I yeah. think another great point um, is, is, you know, including real life testimonials um, mm. from clients and the more personal that can feel the better, you know, it's obviously great to have logos, um, you know, anything like that, but if you can have a video of actually absolutely using, talking about um, interacting with, with you, your product, your service, it's going to go so much further than any stock or illustrations really. And yeah. that they're actual clients and not just, you know, this is Frank and he's a VP. Yeah. Like, cool. But how do I know Frank's real? Cause you just used, you know, a little avatar and uh, you know, <laughs> that's a little suspect now, but people will actually go research that stuff. They'll want to see, you know, who's out there using what they'll look them up on LinkedIn. Um, I know when I, you know, in previous life, when I worked with the sales team at a different company, we would have prospects that would actually go look based on our case studies. They would go look at their websites and look up these people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that they necessarily reached out to them on LinkedIn, but they were just, cause you're just naturally curious. You want to see who it is and if they're legit. Well, you want to vet it. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of yeah. like we mentioned earlier, you don't want to talk about yourself on the homepage. There's definitely places to talk about yourself, mm -hmm. right? Like an about page. And that's yeah. a great way to, to kind of help and, and link back to, to LinkedIn profiles. Again, people want to know that you're legit. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. It's so easy. You can't trust everything on the internet, right? So right. Um, to, to have real authentic testimonials, real authentic people, um, mm -hmm. on your website. I know in the age of remote, how hard is it to write an about page, right? Where everybody's right. everywhere. You can't take a photo, uh, in your office cause kind of everybody's everywhere. Um, but you could still have testimonial videos from your employees right on mm -hmm. your about page that, um, are a little more authentic. You know, it, I wouldn't go leadership because right there, <laughs> They are trustworthy. Um, there's definitely a time and a place to have uh, a leadership person talk through the company, uh, where they've been. Mm. But if you're mm -hmm. trying to get to um, to be authentic, right? You want to talk to to somebody else who doesn't have as much skin in the game, if that makes sense. Maybe more peer to peer. Yeah, you know, like pick mm -hmm. someone that kind of matches your target audience or your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Pick somebody like that. Yeah, for sure. And to to back that up further, like people, humans still shop and purchase and make decisions by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and in the age of remote, like you said, that's harder because there's digital things. Amazon has reviews and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but that's social proof. And so people want to see, oh, this thing is going to last me a long time or serve a purpose or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then they base their decisions off that. So, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. What other, um, let's see, misconceptions with websites, um, not having a demo page or some yes. easy way to contact you. Right. I mean, a contact page is, is great. And I think that for specific industries, you know, if you're in a service industry, for example, right just a straight contact page. If you've got a physical location, add that, right. Any mm -hmm. um, social media, you know, outlets, ways to get a hold of you. But if you 
are in the tech industry, for example, you have got to have a demo page, right? Um, whether or not there's a free demo on the site or if it needs to be a personalized, like get in mm -hmm. touch and talk later, doesn't matter. But if you can't mm -hmm. get to that point, people are going to bounce, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also we're lazy, right? Humans are lazy by nature. <laughs> yeah. If you put 800 form fields on there, in addition to just name, email, phone, company, that's it. Like you ask, you know, what's your dog's name? You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not that I've ever seen that on a form, but I think you right. get where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Like keep it short and sweet. Keep it so that people want to take that 30 seconds to fill it out, get the demo or better yet have a meetings link right there. If you're able to, you know, yeah. like HubSpot does that. It's great. You can assign things around Robin. Mm -hmm. And then it's just one less thing that somebody has to remember to do to get in front of your company and see more about your product. Right. Yeah. I think on that page too, what's really important is to talk about what you're going to get out of the demo. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, you, you're asking somebody for their personal information, right? Even if it's a business email, right. That's sacred. Um, mm -hmm. you, should, you should tell them the time commitment of what a demo is going to take. Oh, great who idea. Come, who should come to this meeting, right? Mm -hmm. Is it special just kind of a discovery meeting where you find out who, you know, the other stakeholders, or is this like, bring the team, you got to talk to us now. You know what I mean? Like you have to tell people what they're getting into um, before it's, yeah. it's late. <laughs> yeah. Just set the expectation. And even better, if you have a simple proven process, mm -hmm. like this is our process. One, you book the demo Two, you get this. And then three, you're, you know, good to go. You're live. Yeah. Um, that's even better because people are like, oh, that's it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, we see great success with people who put that right on their homepage. Um, you know, what, what it looks like Ooh, yeah. to go through that process with you, you know, um, mm -hmm. before the success, um, but also, yeah, on the demo page, I would even like reiterate it and, and let people know exactly what they're getting into. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that I'm throwing a curveball at you, but I just thought of something yeah. content. I don't think people pay attention enough to what's in a chat bot. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so, I mean, everybody knows there's a bot behind it. Eventually you might get to a human, but I think most people are know that the bots are pretty smart. Mm -hmm. and if you have that chat bot, that's one more way that somebody can get information easily about your product and service. And, you know, chat bots now, like different products exist to run those bots. You can even have bots on certain pages or turn off bots if you don't want a bot. And yeah. they even have, you know, we used it at my previous employer. We had, you know, available hours. Yeah. And so somebody would get pinged during the day when there was a chat. But if it was after hours, it was like, oh, somebody will respond to you in the morning. Or I don't remember what the message said. It was not that lame. It sounded way better than that. But <laughs> yeah. um, we were actually able to sell a few deals just right through chat, live chat on the site, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. If, um, you know, to your point about people, they don't, they don't read, <laughs> right? right? I mean, um, they want stuff kind of spoon fed to them. And if it's so easy to interact with, with a chatbot to get your answers, you don't have to dig around a site. You don't have to try to, to find them, right? If they're right there, they could just ask them and get into your funnel that quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, is if you pay attention to the chat contents, if you notice a pattern mm -hmm. in questions where you're like, oh, they keep asking about 
you know, one of our products, I don't know, we'll pick on um, web canopy, you know, like our, our yeah. website development, maybe somebody doesn't understand it, then that means something on your page is off, something is not clicking, because you've got more than one person asking the same question. And then you can take that as a learning experience and go back and adjust that content. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Something's not clicking. People are, aren't understanding it. And also if, if you see a pattern in chatbot questions that you don't have answers to, right, right. then you can realize, oh, we better start writing some stuff about this. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can even link from a chatbot to an article, right? So yeah. um, if somebody wants a more detailed explanation, you could say, hey, you know, here's a quick do, do, do. But then if you want more information, if you need to take this to leadership to really sell the idea, right? Um, here's where you can find more resources. Yeah, absolutely. As you can tell, I kind of like chatbots. It's funny, I don't use them, uh, but I think they're valuable. <laughs> I only use them if I absolutely have to personally, but yeah. I think they're valuable. It helps save time. Definitely. Absolutely. You don't have to search around for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, another point I thought of when we were talking about people not reading. Um, about <laughs> yeah. They scan. Important. Yeah, they do. They scan. So some tricks for scanning, you know, make sure that you've got really good headlines um, that are very clear. Um, mm -hmm. The search engines look at your headlines, but also as people scan, they're going to see it because it's big and bold, right? Yes. Designer, that's where their eyes are going to go. Um, but then, you know, if you have details, don't put them in a big paragraph. Nobody's going to read a paragraph of content let alone a whole page of it, right? We've right. got to break it out into some quick, you know, little bites. Um, bullet points are great. We love bullet points. Sometimes you can also um, show instead of tell, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense, you know, through through videos, through animated GIFs, um, through some sort of illustration, because not everybody's the same type of learner. Um, you learn this going through school, right? Some people are more visual than they are, um, you know, tactile or, or any of the other different learning styles. So making sure mm -hmm. that you can resonate with them is really going to be important. Well, and to your point about videos and GIFs and things like that, people absorb information in different ways. Like mm -hmm. I happen to be a reader, right? And it, I have to focus on something if it's audio or video. I can't multitask. It just won't sink into my head. So mm -hmm. you're tapping into people's learning abilities, you know, learning or how they learn. Right. And that's what they're doing is they're at your site to get educated about how you solve what the issue that they have. Mm -hmm. And then to your scanning point, um, you know, it was a Z, right? Yep. Historically. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with the advent of web, it's changed to an F pattern because of those side navigations. And it's still, you know, kind of is a Z, but if yeah. you keep that in mind, you can keep key ideas and topics in that scanning or even imagery, mm -hmm. um, in that pattern and, and people will scan it and then they'll go back and, yeah. and find out more information, but yeah. Yeah. You That's can leave, yeah. If you people leave the, uh, the volumes of text up to the fiction writers, right. <laughs> Good books. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If people have not heard that before, um, that's typically how your eye follows um, mm -hmm. a website is you kind of follow it in a Z. So you would read along the top, your eye kind of goes down and then back across. So um, if you, if you notice that, if you know that it's a great trick for writing content, um, it is. also imagery, right? Cause you don't want your imagery to distract from the content. You want to always add to it, right? You could mm -hmm. have the most beautiful website, but if it doesn't say anything, you're not going to convert. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Yeah, exactly. And then on mobile, you got to pay attention to where people, you know, scroll with their fingers. They, they're pushing up the screen and things like that. So it's all fun, fun stuff, fun puzzles to solve. <laughs> That's why QA is so important. I know I was, oh yeah, I was just doing something on my phone and I was so frustrated that it kept clicking on something when I was trying mm-hmm. to scroll. I was like, nope. That's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I recently had the same thing. It, well, it wasn't recently. It was like a couple of years ago where I got a phone that was a slightly different size than the one I had previously. And yeah. so you have that muscle memory, but then I kept, kept hitting voice in the text oh, thing yeah. instead of just typing because it was in a different spot because the screen was physically bigger and that, you know, I've adjusted, but just yeah. to your point, like it, it's just crazy how fast everything changes and how you get used to a pattern. This has nothing to do with content, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's, it is important. It's it. That's why it's important to test, um, user testing. Um, you know, again, this is kind of changing gears, but, um, I think it's super important to have somebody else on the team go through and and read everything and make sure that it makes sense, you know, Mm -hmm. because, uh, especially if you've been working on a website project, it's your baby. You've been, you've been laboring. You know it. Yeah. You know it, you know it inside and out and you're going to skip a word because your brain already knows what needs to go there. So having Mm -hmm. somebody else review it, um, play with it, try to break it is so Mm -hmm. important when it comes to content design development, all the the steps, right. It's very important. And show someone who's not close to the project. Like what, when you look at this, what is it that we do? And if they don't know, then you need to go back to square one. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've been there. We've been there before. It right. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. I've shown my husband something and he's like, what? And you're like, oh, okay. I need yep. to redo that. <laughs> yeah. So important. Um, any other misconceptions with, with website content? I think... The, I don't know how common this is, but I've mm-hmm. seen it where people think they need to use big three and four syllable words. Mm, yeah. But the best copy is so short and simple. And yeah. it, I, you know what? And it's beautiful when it's done well, you're like, wow, that's super clean. Like look at things like big brands like Nike, mm-hmm. or um, I'm trying to think of somebody else who's really good at, co- they, they have, it's just simple, yeah. bold statements, use statements where it, it's, yeah. It's easy to scan, easy to read, easy to comprehend. Yeah. What's the, I, I, I'm going to mess it up, but I feel like everybody tries to write for what a third grade reading level is. That yeah. I can't remember if it's third or fifth, fifth. Yeah. Maybe something like year. that. Yeah. Something yeah, yeah. Like that. And yeah. I know I I've definitely had conversations with clients where they, they thought I was being condescending when I said that. And it right. absolutely is not nope. meant that way, but for people to, to read it and, and comprehend it, you know, it has to be so short and to the point. If you are mm-hmm. using um, vocabulary outside of somebody's norm, mm-hmm. their, their brain is going to not absorb it as well as if it's just very crystal clear. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same with like um, tone of voice, while I love snarky, sarcastic copy, not yeah. everybody understands sarcasm. And I'm not saying that's bad. That's a choice you have to take for your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a consideration because some people just don't understand that humor. They don't get it. Yeah. Or they're like, they think it's, you know, silly. And they're like, well, I don't want my, I don't want to do business with this person, but yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You, you really need to know your target, right. And, mm-hmm. and make sure that your voice and tone, um, are coming through in a way that resonates with them. Uh, even if let's say, you know, you yourself are extremely professional, you know, you wear a suit and tie every day, but if your target, right. Is out there wearing sneakers and a t-shirt with a band on it, right. You got to talk to them. Mm-hmm. ways, right? <laughs> yeah. Know who you're talking to. Cause you're not going to, you know, talk to a first grade classroom, the same that you would, you know, an office full of, I don't know, accountants, <laughs> you know, at some type of a conference or something like you're going to change what you say or no, how you say it. You're going to say the same thing, but you're going to say it differently. That's right. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any tricks for, for, you know, if you're thinking through, content, how do you put yourself in, in that person's shoes to, to make sure that you're Mm. saying, yeah, that's a great question. I historically I've gone to see, like, sometimes you can figure out based on the persona, if you have a really great persona nailed down where else they go, you know what I mean? And what Mm -hmm. else they do. And you can pick that up from there, but then also talk to some people. Like when I worked in payroll and HR, I literally interviewed HR people. You know, I'm like, what resonates with you? What do you, what doesn't, you know, what is it that you need? I don't know. Yeah. You get where I'm going. Yeah. 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 A a persona is so important to start with. Mm -hmm. And you might even have an idea of who your target is, but after you launch the site, if it's not resonating with them, you can tell, right. You can look at the Mm -hmm. metrics, you can look at, um, you know, heat mapping and, and where people are falling off and you can see like, oh, maybe I got this wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what do you need to do to, to change it? Right. So that's when you would maybe go talk to somebody, you would have them look at it and see like, does this not, is this not resonating with you and, and why? Yeah. User testing. Absolutely. Say it again. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go to the people, go mm-hmm. ask the people, you know, right. and see what they do. And then like to the persona point, I think it's really important to not just focus on demographics Yeah, and like, what are their hobbies? What kind of car does Molly drive? You know, like that's cool if you're an auto, you know, (laughs) manufacturer, but you know, if I'm selling, I don't know, what would we be selling where I don't need to know that Molly owns a van, you know, it's not going to help you is what I'm saying with um, copy content. But knowing um, the other places that they go for information Yes. Um, would be really important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it is they're trying to solve and what they hope your product can deliver for them. Yeah. Those are for sure. Questions. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It all comes back around. That's kind of what we started with. Look at that. Nice, neat little circle. It's a nice little package. Yeah. Nice little, nice little circle right there. Like you said. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think, I think we, um, we touched on a lot of points, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of different ideas that could definitely spark more conversations, but I think um, for the most part, we, we kind of wrapped up, um, you know, how important it is to have a persona, how you need to talk to them, not about yourself. Um, what were some of the other points we talked about? Um, being clear, crystal Mm -hmm. clear, Um, keeping it simple, short and simple, edit, 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 trim, trim, trim. Yeah. And then trim again, when you think you were done, just do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so important. Clear call to action too. Oh yeah. We didn't even touch on those. Oh, I know. But we CTAs. talked about, we talked about the demo and it was good. It we was did. Good. We did. All right. Well, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Elizabeth. It was good. Yeah. To chat. Thank you. Yeah. It was fun to have the Elizabeth show. 
<laughs> That's what we should call it is the Elizabeth show, right? There you go. Maybe we'll be back for more. <laughs> yeah. Right, make sure to head over to webcanopystudio.com slash assessment right now and take the free website conversion assessment. It's a quiz of about 30 questions and it's going to allow you to grade just how effectively uh, your website is actually converting and generating leads. Uh, and driving that bottom line uh, sales revenue. So all you have to do is go to webcanopystudio.com slash assessment, fill out the form, answer the questions, and you're on your way. I think that's it, everyone. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't, and we'll see you next time.